Welcome to the She Connects podcast. My name is Susan Vandenhubel, and I am honored to be your host each and every week. This is an extension of my ministry, She Rises, that allows me to connect with women in the online space. You can learn more about me and my ministry at www.sherisesmn.org or simply tap the link in the show notes. But for now, let's dive into this week's episode. Hey ladies, how are you? I hope that you are having a fantastic week and man alive, if you are a fellow Minnesotan, isn't this weather amazing? (laughs) I don't know about where you are at, but you know what? Here in Minnesota, we celebrate spring because it's been a long, cold winter and we are all about unthawing and seeing blue skies, sunshine, flowers, green grass, all the things. So I have my windows open the day I'm recording this. We are in the 80s already here in April. So I'm just all about it because summer girl over here. (laughs) Anyway, so sorry that I missed last week. I have been recovering from a really bad eye infection in both my eyes that, well, (laughs) it made it a little difficult to see or do any reading. I'm telling you what. I'm 53 years old and I have never had an eye infection like this. I mean, cowabunga. (laughs) If I were to show you pictures of how bad my eyes were swollen, I don't know, you may need therapy. (laughs) So I will spare you those images. But I know two weeks ago when, when I did my last episode, I mentioned I would share the message I gave at a She Rises event this past January. But since that episode, I have felt led to go in a different direction. So over the next few weeks, we will be looking at a few common obstacles that we all encounter when stepping out to follow the Lord. And this week, as you probably were clued into as you looked at the title of this week's episode, we will be talking about the voices in your life and not every voice gets a vote. Specifically, I want to talk about this week whose voice gets your attention and then how to handle those voices that aren't necessarily on board with the new thing you feel God leading you in. This is something that has just really been stirring really deep within me and just about this place of of like courageous faith and mixing courage with our faith to say yes to God even when even when there might be some fear even if there's if there's a few doubts or the opinions of other people or we don't feel supported or we feel misunderstood or those those voices that are trying to get a vote <laughs> but you know looking at the Lord and saying God I hear you. I hear your voice. I see how you're leading. I see where you're going and I want to be all in. I want to follow you. So that leads me to this little commercial that I want to interject really quick about our spring She Rises gathering happening this May uh, on the 19th and the 20th at Harvest Church in Freeport, Minnesota. We're going to be talking about courageous faith. We're going to be talking about 
letting go of fear and doubts, opinions, um, just really talking about and being set free, not just talking about it, but allowing the Lord to do a, a work on the inside of us and in our hearts and in our lives, in our mindset to set us free from these things that are holding us back from stepping into everything that God wants to do. I'm just really emboldened in that. And so I want to personally invite you to that in case you were not aware. Again, this is our spring gathering, May 19th and the 20th at Harvest Church in Freeport, Minnesota. Tickets are only $45 and it includes lunch on Saturday. I mean, come on, where can you go to a two-day women's event for that, for 45 bucks, and it includes lunch. I mean, hello. <laughs> so all of the details, all of the tickets, the details, the location, I mean, all the things that you need to know uh, to grab your ticket and secure your seat, we're anticipating this to sell out quickly, can be found by clicking on the link in the show notes. So when you click that link, it will take you to my website, and then you'll just want to click the, the little tab that says 2023 events. And on that page are all the details, everything that you need to know to register and grab your ticket. All right, so let's dive into this week's topic. My hope is to champion you forward in evaluating who gets to speak into your life. This is an area we all need to grow in because often if we're listening to the wrong voices, we won't follow where God is leading because we fear those voices. I want to take us to uh, a passage of scripture in the Old Testament found in the book of Numbers, specifically chapter 13. And for the sake of time, I'm going to humbly encourage you to open up your Bible and read that passage of scripture and allow the Lord to, to speak to you, you know, in your own personal time with him. And so for the sake of time, I'm just really going to paraphrase what every, what is happening in that chapter so that we can sort of stay on task and I don't keep you here all day long. But in Numbers chapter 13, so I just want to give you a concise depiction of what is happening here. This is the passage of scripture where the children of Israel, you know, they've been they've been delivered. God sent Moses to deliver them out of slavery, out of bondage in Egypt. And they are, you know, they so they've been delivered. They've been brought out of Egypt. Side note, even though they came out of Egypt, Egypt wasn't out of them. And I don't know, that's like a whole nother episode, I think that maybe I will do that. It's really important to, to keep in mind that, you know, when God, God does something in our lives, it's important that he, that we don't just allow him to remove us from something, but that that thing that was on the inside of us is also removed and we're set free inside, right? That is really important. So they came out of Egypt physically, their address had changed. But Egypt wasn't out of them, 
Oh, so anyway, so good. God is is leading them, you know, by using Moses as their leader into, he has this beautiful promised land that he is leading the people to. And so up until this time, he's been leading them, he's been feeding them and taking care of them and, and just really being this incredible shepherd really in their lives through the leadership of Moses. But as they are about to uh, enter into the promised land, there's dissension in the camp. And some of the leaders have been sharing their doubts with the people and the people are nervous. The thrill of this wilderness camping experience has worn off and some are thinking that working for the Egyptians really wasn't so bad. And, you know, when you think about that, that's what I'm saying here. Like they physically were out of Egypt, but Egypt wasn't out of them. So when you think about that and you read in Numbers chapter 13 that they started thinking about and engaging in conversation about going back to Egypt, the very thing that they had been crying out for years for God to deliver them and to set them free, they now want to go back. Uh, Wow, that is really something. Go back to what? Go back to bondage? Go back to slavery? Go back to oppression? Wow. I mean, that really just is, is so, is so important that we don't just, you know, skip over that, that again, it just really reinforces what I'm saying here is that we need to allow the Lord to do a deeper work on the inside of us so that like things are, things are uprooted that were keeping us held back and in bondage. So barely two years out of Egypt, the Israelites are standing at the door of their promised land. Moses needs to motivate the people, and he selects 12 men from each of the tribes to explore the land of abundance that God has provided for his people. The nation stands to enter into a time of great reward, but first their leaders must bring back a report that will inspire their confidence. Not that big of a deal, right? Not that big of a task. No job is is too big, right? <laughs> well, hold on. <laughs> There's so much to say about this passage of scripture. In the time we have here, though, I want us to focus on the report of the spies upon their return. So they send out these 12 spies. 12 spies were sent out. And out of the 12, so they they come back and they have this report that they want to give to the people. And again, like I just said, the, the motive was to inspire confidence. Like this is the land that has been promised to us. It's been given to us and it is ours. We need to go in and yeah, there might be giants there, but we are well able. God said that he is for us and he's going to, that he's going to equip us. He's going to give us strength. He's going to help us. Us to conquer these giants. So let's go, right? That was that was that was really kind of the report that they were supposed to hear. So 12 spies were sent out, but upon their return, only two gave a faith-filled report. In Numbers chapter 13 and verse 28, it says that 10 of the spies essentially said, but the people that we saw. But the people that we saw, we we can't go. We, we, we just can't. And in verse 30, Caleb says, we should go straight in right away. Take it over. We are surely able. 
And then the other P, the other spies say in verse 31, no way, we can't do it. The people who are already there are too strong for us. So the report of these other people was quite, was quite disheartening and it made the people question God's promise. You know, I wonder how different this would have went hadn't Joshua and Caleb had the faith to believe in what God said. Faith isn't denying reality. You've heard me say that many times if you've been around this space of the internet. Yet I also think unbelief only sees obstacles, whereas faith sees the promises of God. I I just really believe that. And I think that, uh, I don't know, I think I'll go ahead and just repeat that. Unbelief only sees obstacles, whereas faith sees the promises of God. You know, here, when we think about faith doesn't deny reality. So what I'm saying there is, you know, acknowledge the facts. We don't, don't put your head in the sand. That's not what God is calling us to do. He is instead saying, acknowledge the facts. Yeah, there's giants in the land. Yes, there's, there's going to be some challenges. Yes, there, there's going to be times where our faith is going to be stretched. Yes, where we might feel fear. Yes, we might have, um, some doubts. Yes, we might have times where it seems like we have more questions than we have answers. Yes, we might not know what's around the corner up over the hill but lay hold of the promises of the Lord because faith is acting like God is telling you and I the truth. Faith is acting like God is telling you and I the truth. Positive thinking isn't a replacement of the Lord. It's our response to him. Man, I think that's so powerful and can really change can really just change the whole trajectory of our lives and our response to God when we reframe challenges, when we reframe obstacles, when we reframe um, the stretching of our faith and and doubts and, and fears that we might encounter. You know, the Bible does tell us to seek wise counsel when making decisions, but I think that wise counsel listens to your heart and because you trust them, you also trust their motive in asking hard questions. It isn't that they're against you or suggesting that you heard wrong. Rather, God uses wise counsel in our lives to help us consider things that we perhaps hadn't. Again, not out of being against us, but to help us make wise and informed decisions. And this is something that we should be grateful for. The Lord is always worthy of our obedient yes. More often than not, that yes will also carry a measure of risk because we don't have all the answers or see the bigger picture. Jeremiah 29, 11, you probably, if you have some some years in your faith, you probably are familiar with that passage of scripture, Jeremiah 29, 11, but it tells us that God has a good plan for each of us. He has a good plan for you. He has a good plan for us. You don't have to be perfect, strive, beg, or bargain with the Lord to do something good in your life. As you walk in obedience, trusting him with each step, his Holy Spirit will guide you into all the Lord has for you. Again, let me repeat that. 
You don't have to be perfect. You don't have to strive. You don't have to beg. And you don't have to bargain with the Lord for him to do something good in your life. As you walk in obedience, trusting him with each and every step and each and every decision that you make, his Holy Spirit will guide you into all the Lord has for you. Here's the thing. Jesus can't take us somewhere new if we're comfortable with where we are. A friend of mine once said something along the lines of comfortable is for sweatpants. <laughs> I love that. Comfortable is for sweatpants. That's when that's when we are to to look for comfort in our lives. Comfort is for sweatpants. Ladies, Failure to understand how good God's plans are for you will lead you to failing to live up to your fullest potential. And in case you haven't heard it in a while, or in case there might be someone listening today, you've never heard it. You have God-given potential on the inside of you. And There are things placed on the inside of you that has been put in you for a purpose by your creator, God. He wants you to live in your fullest potential. He wants you. He wants you to activate your faith. He wants you to mix courage with faith and say, okay, God, I believe that, that there is something great on the inside of me put on, uh, purposely on the inside of me by you, by, by the one who created me. That is you, God. And I, I want to live my one life serving you and following you and giving you my obedient yes. And even though it feels risky, I'm going to go and I'm going to follow you wherever you lead me. All right. So about those voices, those voices that don't necessarily get a vote in our lives. It's important to remember that we are to love people well, show honor and care deeply, but live for an audience of one. Three things that have helped me to handle those voices that aren't so supportive of me and where the Lord is leading me in my life, uh, I wanted to share with you. And, you know, I, I don't I don't really believe that there are um, that this is an exhaustive list by any means. But I think that these are the top three things that I have found in my 30 plus years of serving the Lord and following him when it, it feels a little risky and uh, I don't have all the answers and I don't don't see the the whole picture yet, but I I know that God is leading because I know His voice and and the voice of a stranger I will not follow. The Bible tells the Bible tells me, and so I wanted to give you these top three things, and maybe you have your own that you can maybe add to this list, or maybe maybe you already incorporate these into your life, which is which is great. But number one, does this comment or invitation to engage in a conversation need my attention? Are they looking to better understand or is there something else at work here? In other words, does this person know me or do they know of me? Those are two different things, okay? When we when we think about the voices in our lives, okay? The voices in our lives, and this week we're talking about not every voice gets a vote. Okay, so the the voices that get a vote in in my life 
they know me. I'm talking about they know me. Like they know my heart. They've logged some miles with me. They know my my motives. They know the message that I'm carrying. They know my giftings. They they know my calling. They've they know me. Like they've spent some time with me. They are like what I would refer to as sitting in the front row of, of my life. That's what I'm talking about here. So, so when that's kind of like a filter that I use, does, does this person, does this voice who is, who is sharing comments or in inviting me to engage in a conversation, does that person know me or do they know of me? Two different things. All right. Number two, if I feel led to respond to a comment or engage in conversation, I will listen to their concerns and share what I think is needed, but I do so without apologizing for what God is doing in my life or defending my obedient yes to the Lord. And I, I think that I'm, I would also add that I'm careful in the information that I share because not everything is for public consumption. And I think that when you start opening yourself up to the point of, of like, I, I really want you to know that, that I, I heard from the Lord and I, I really want you to understand me. And I, I really want you to, to be supportive. And I don't want you to think that I'm, that I'm weird or I'm often left field. When we start going down that road, we are almost like oversharing. And then as we're oversharing, it's almost like an invitation for them to engage with us even more and to add more comments and to lift their voice in our lives when it's not necessarily needed. Okay. So be careful if you do feel led to respond or engage in conversation. What does, what does this person what does this person need to know? Um, how much information should I share? That requires some wisdom on, on our part. Maybe, you know, spending time with the Lord and maybe inviting your wise counsel to speak into your life to help you uh, to know how much information to share. Don't allow small thinking or a faithless report shrink your view about how big your God is. Again, so number one, does this comment or invitation to engage in a conversation need my attention? Number two, if I feel led to respond to a comment or engage in conversation, listen to their concerns, share what you feel is needed, but don't apologize for what God is doing in your life or feel like you need to defend your obedient yes. Number three, Finally, I stay close to the Lord. And I know that that just sounds like a given, of course, but when I'm in transition or stepping out in some way, I'm a little bit more guarded in who gets to speak into my life. Now, I want to preface that by saying that I I am guarded um, regardless if I'm if I've been in a season for a long period of time. I mean that's just kind of a staple in my life. That's a non-negotiable in my life, and I don't apologize for that. I'm very careful and very intentional about 
who um, who gets to speak into my life, what those voices are, what voices get a vote in my life. But when I'm in transition or I'm stepping out in some way that is new, I kind of shore that up a little bit even, like a little bit more even. I'm a little bit more guarded in who gets to speak into my life. And I think that I think that I even... I'm even a little bit more careful about how much information I put out there because not everything is for public consumption. Not everybody needs a play-by-play. Not everybody needs to to have all of the all of the all of the details from A to Z. Nobody not not everybody needs to hear all of that. That information, those details should be saved for the people that do get a vote in your life. Those people that are are considered your wise counsel and your front row people. When I feel confusion trying to creep in because of comments that someone has made, I remind myself that confusion doesn't come from God. I also go back to what he clearly said at the beginning of stepping out, and I'm very intentional about feeding my faith. So that's really important to remember because when comments are made and if they seem to be kind of amplified a little bit and they're, you know, like maybe a particular person or maybe a group of people are really trying to get your attention, it's easy to start to second guess your decision to follow the Lord. And it, it can be easy to second guess, maybe I maybe I stepped out too soon or maybe I didn't hear right because these voices seem so loud. And so it creates confusion. But remember, confusion is not from God, okay? Confusion is not from God. And that's why it's really important to be clear in what you know that you know that you know God spoke at the very beginning when you gave him your initial obedient yes to follow him and to step out in to the new thing that he is doing in your life. And again, feeding your faith. I mean, that's just really, really important, especially, I mean, always that's a given. You'll hear me say that just regardless, no matter what, but especially when you are in transition and you're you're stepping out into something new, you really need to stay close to the Lord and you really need to stay in his word, stay in constant communication with the Lord and feed your faith, feed your faith, feed your faith. All right. So I just want to kind of tie all this together. So in closing, often when you're stepping out, you will see changes in your circle of friends. That's not only to be expected, but friend, it's okay. Okay. That is okay. As you step out, the Lord will bring new people into your life for the new season that you're entering. All right, so I, I want to encourage you with this because I, I felt like, oh, I just, I can't, I can't end this episode without sharing this next part here because I've been down this road too many times. And so if I can prevent someone else from having to learn the hard way, learning from my mistakes, I'm all about that. Don't allow a season of loneliness to push you into listening to the wrong voices. We all go through seasons of loneliness, especially in transition, especially as we're stepping out into something new that God is doing in our lives. Too many times, too many times I allowed a season of of loneliness 
to push me into listening to the wrong voices. And I did that out of guilt or believing that I was like being mean <laughs> uh, or I, you know, was maybe, maybe a little confused. And, and because their voices seemed to be a little amplified, I started questioning if I heard right or if I, you know, stepped out too soon. So all of those different things. But again, don't allow a season of loneliness to push you into listening to the wrong voices. I've found that when I'm entering a new season or God is doing something new in my life, relationships do change. It can be simply that they're just not a part of my life. And, you know, it's not it's not that there's anything like you know, there's not any tea to be spilled. In other words, there's not any any drama or anything. There isn't something bad that happened. It just like we ebb and flow in life. We ebb and flow in relationships and we are wise to ebb and flow as those changes in our relationships and those changes in our circle uh, happen and allow them to organically happen. Sometimes it's just it's just that there isn't a connection there anymore. Again, it isn't that anything bad happened. There's no tea to spill. There's no drama. It's just that things like, like there just isn't a connection there anymore. And, you know, you're like, Maybe, maybe a particular relationship, like where, whereas maybe in the past, it seemed to just kind of easily flow and, and, you know, it's just not that way anymore. Can I humbly encourage you that as your relationships change, use that time wisely to go deeper in the Lord. Uh, You will not regret that. You will not regret that. When I really began to understand how to ebb and flow in the changes of relationships and to understand that as the Lord is taking me a little bit further and, and, you know, taking me into new things and seasons are changing, man, you know, I really began to go deeper in the Lord and really begin to appreciate that sometimes ebbing and flowing in relationships is healthy to be expected and that it's okay, and that I am not being mean, and that guilt is not from God, confusion is not from God. And as I, I have found that as I, as I step out, you know what? The right people, they find me because God, God created us to be in community and to be in relationships with, with, with people, right? And so in the way that only he can, he, he causes, he causes lives to divinely connect and divinely just cross paths. And he brings new alignments into our lives in the area of relationships. And so as you begin to step out, trust that those, those new people, those new relationships, they will find you because God will bring them into your life and ask him through prayer to open your eyes so that you see them and that you don't miss them and that you welcome them and embrace them into into your life. All right. I hope that this was encouraging for you. I hope that this championed you forward in possibly the new thing that God is doing in your life. But even if he's not doing a new thing in your life, I think that this is a topic that is is needed no matter where we're at in our faith or what God is doing in our lives. And just it's just something that that we need to be encouraged in 
in the voices that we are listening to and and really using wisdom to really understand and discern who gets to speak into my life, who gets a vote and who doesn't. Amen. All right. So next week, uh, we're going to be talking about how to handle when you feel misunderstood, when you feel misunderstood and how to not go down the road of having to defend yourself and over explain and, you know, all of that type of thing so that you help people to better understand you. Because here's the thing. Not everybody is going to get you. Not everybody is going to champion you forward. Not everybody is going to understand you. And that is to be expected. And that is okay. And so I think that next week is going to champion you and not allowing times of being misunderstood to trip you up and become such an obstacle in your life that it stops your your momentum in going forward and following the Lord and everything that he has for you in this hour that you are living in. All right. Take care. Have a great rest of your week. And I'll catch you right back here next week. Thank you so much for joining me this week. It was great connecting with you. Hey, would you do me a quick favor that would mean the world to me? Would you go ahead and leave a few stars and a review or even a comment? It not only means so much to me, but in the online space and the podcasting world, the more stars, reviews, and comments that a podcast receives, the further the reach. It ranks up a little bit higher in Google searches, which then results in reaching more women with this amazing content. So if you are blessed and enjoying, you know, just the content that you are hearing here on the podcast, would you go ahead and leave a few stars, a review, and some comments? It means the world to me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you right back here, same place, same time, next week.